1: debt, you may be unsure whether it's better to use your extra cash to prepay it or to use that cash for investments. While I'm a huge proponent of keeping low debt levels, saving for emergencies and growing a nest egg for retirement is also important. But with only so much money to go around, how do you know which to focus on first? Stay with me to learn the pros and cons of prepaying debt or investing. You'll learn how to prioritize your precious resources, achieve financial goals more efficiently, and build wealth faster. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Money Girl. I'm really glad you're spending some time with me today. And if you're a new listener, welcome. My name is Laura Adams. I'm an award-winning author and finance expert who's been bringing money tips and advice weekly on this podcast since 2008 with over 40 million downloads. I also work with select brands doing on-camera and writing work as a spokesperson, consumer advocate, and PR consultant. If your company is interested in collaborating for an upcoming campaign or ongoing marketing, please reach out. I'd love to talk to you. Here on the show you're gonna hear me talk about a wide range of topics like building credit, dealing with debt, investing for retirement, owning real estate, paying taxes, having the right insurance, money management strategies, being an entrepreneur, and lots more. And occasionally, you'll hear my interviews with money experts and interesting people. Before we get started... If you're getting value from the show, don't forget to subscribe. Also, I would love for you to submit a five-star rating or a review. And of course, if you've got a money question, I'd love to hear it. You can do that by recording a message at 302-364-0308. You can also email me using my contact page at lauradadams.com. That's also where you can learn more about my work, award-winning personal finance books, and money courses. Many people are struggling with the invest or pay down debt dilemma, and I'm here to help. Instead of getting bogged down by this one specific money move, I'm going to recommend that you step back and consider your entire financial life first before you make a decision. So to prioritize your money wisely, I'm going to cover four questions that I want you to ask yourself, and we're going to go into detail on each of those. So if you're ready, we're just going to jump right in. The first question to ask yourself is, am I prepared for the unexpected? As you guys know, life is full of surprises and many of them are expensive. So before investing or sending extra money to prepay debt, be sure that you are really prepared for the unexpected. For instance, consider how you'd manage if you lost your job or you lost your business income or had some other financial hardship. I know it's not a lot of fun to think about these types of difficult situations, but they happen, and having a financial safety net can make coping with them a whole lot easier. The best defense against the unexpected is definitely having an emergency fund. That's why you hear me talk about emergency funds over and over on this show. And it's basically just money that sits in the bank that you never touch, except in the most dire circumstances. And how much you need depends on things like your household income, your living expenses, and your debt payments. I recommend that you aim to maintain an emergency fund equal to at least three, maybe even up to six months worth of your living expenses. For instance, if you spend $3,000 a month on essentials like housing, rent, utilities, food, healthcare, and debt, make a goal to keep at least three times that amount or $9,000 in an FDIC-insured bank savings account. Now, if accumulating that much, three times your typical living expenses seems out of reach, I want you to start with a smaller goal, like saving $500 or $1,000 until you've got at least one month's worth of security, and then you're going to build from there. Even a small cash reserve is better than nothing, right? That could prevent you from relying on credit cards if you hit a financial rough patch. And of course, the trick to maintaining emergency money is never spending it unless you are genuinely in a financial pickle. Some people find that keeping emergency funds at a separate banking institution, maybe it's a special high interest savings account, makes it more difficult to tap that cash reserve because you typically would have to initiate a transfer over to your checking and, you know, just having to do that creates a slight barrier to draining the account before, you know, you've really thought it through. So do that, create some barriers for yourself if you find that you consistently are tapping that emergency fund. The bottom line is that if you don't have a healthy cash cushion, creating one should be your top financial priority before you do anything else with your money. All right, the second question to ask yourself is, what are my potential risks? Another important way to prepare for the unexpected and stay out of debt is to prevent risks by having various insurance. Being uninsured or underinsured means that a disaster, theft, or accident could wipe out everything you've worked hard for and jeopardize your entire financial future. For starters, if you drive, and even if you don't own a car, if you drive, you could hurt someone and get sued for expensive injuries and medical payments. In most cases, your state's minimum auto liability is not nearly enough. Where I live in Florida, you're only required to purchase a minimum of $10,000 of auto liability. So let's say you're found guilty of causing injuries that total $100,000. If you're a Florida resident, you would be on the hook for the remaining $90,000. So I want you to purchase the amount of liability that protects your net worth not the amount mandated in your state. Okay, so remember that you need to review your liability limits from time to time. Another critical coverage is homeowners or renter's insurance. Lenders, of course, require home insurance if you have a mortgage, but most renters go uninsured, which is a big mistake. That's because a renter's policy is a bargain for the protections you get. It costs less than $175 per year on average nationwide, and that cost has even gone down over time. Like homeowners, renter's insurance covers some of your personal belongings, your liability, and living expenses if you get forced to relocate temporarily after a covered disaster. And remember that the more income and assets you have, the more insurance coverage you need. So that's why you need to review it periodically. And as you build wealth, consider purchasing an affordable umbrella liability policy that covers you above and beyond what your auto and home insurance provides for liability. For instance, going back to my previous example of getting sued for one hundred thousand dollars after hurting someone in a car crash, if you had $10,000 of auto liability, and a million-dollar umbrella policy, that umbrella would cover the $90,000 balance that your auto insurance was short. Also, everyone needs health insurance. It only takes one emergency room visit or a short hospital stay to rack up massive medical bills. Plus, if you have anyone who would be financially hurt if you died, you need life insurance. If you're in relatively good health, you can protect your loved ones with, let's say, a half a million dollar term life policy for about $200 a year. So in many cases, insurance protection is quite affordable. The bottom line is that you're not ready to invest or prepay debt if you don't have an emergency fund or the proper insurance. However, I will say the exception is when you've got dangerous debts. Those could be things like overdue child support, tax liens, or accounts in collections. Those are dangerous because they can wreak havoc on your financial life. So I do recommend that if you've got dangerous debts, you address them immediately uh, because they can be so harmful. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentyx works on both.
0: 844-Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
1: Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily for those with allergies, All right. The third question to ask yourself is, am I investing for the future? Once you're prepared for the unexpected by having emergency savings and insurance, it's time to think about your future. Unless you expect to receive a significant pension from your company or you expect a big inheritance, you want to set up regular retirement investments as soon as possible. While most Americans qualify for Social Security retirement benefits starting at age 62, the average monthly payment in 2023 is just over $1,800. That's close to the poverty level for a household of two people. That means you must fund your own retirement and consider Social Security icing on the cake. I always recommend that you use tax advantaged accounts like workplace retirement plans or an individual retirement account or IRA. And if you have business income, there are some excellent options for the self employed, such as a SEP IRA, which is the type of account I use, or a solo 401k. A good rule of thumb is to invest at least 10 to 15 percent of your gross income for retirement. If you do that consistently for decades, it's quite easy to accumulate at least a million dollars to spend in retirement. So put your retirement ahead of creditors. Otherwise, you risk getting started too late, having to delay retirement, or even running out of money in your golden years. So until you are regularly investing some amount for retirement, even if it's a small amount, it is not a good idea to prepay debt, except for those dangerous situations that I just mentioned. And the last question to ask yourself is, how should I tackle my debt? After you're prepared for the unexpected and you're investing for the future, then it's time to tackle your debt aggressively. But I will say, not all debt is created equal. So you need a payoff strategy to choose which debts to eliminate in what order. So list out your debts, whether it's on a spreadsheet, just on paper. List all of them, including your creditor, your outstanding balance, and the interest rate then sort the list from highest to lowest interest rate. In general, that's the order I recommend you eliminate debt. For instance, if you've got a credit card balance at 18% APR, and let's say you've got a car loan at 7% and a mortgage at 5%, you want to pay down the credit card first because it costs you the most interest on a percentage basis. However, in some cases, you may prefer to pay down an account with a lower APR that has a small balance. For instance, let's say your auto loan balance is down to $1,000. Getting rid of it first just may feel really great for you. You know, you may just be ready to have something paid off. So you do have permission to use any debt elimination strategy that motivates you. Paying off debt gives you a straightforward guaranteed return. For instance, if you're carrying credit card debt charging 18%, paying it off is an immediate 18% return on an after-tax basis. You'd be hard-pressed to find an investment yielding that much. However, there is not as much benefit for prepaying lower-rate debt. Like a 5% mortgage that also has tax deductible interest, making it cost even less if you claim the deduction. Prepaying low rate and tax deductible debts like mortgages, home equity loans, and student loans is typically not wise because you could get higher returns by investing your money instead. So, the trick to knowing if you should prepay debt or invest is carefully considering which option will likely give you the highest return over the long run. If you send extra money to non-dangerous or low-rate debt, instead of investing for compounded returns, it could leave you cash poor or even prevent you from building wealth. Once you've got plenty saved for retirement, that's when you're in a position to send extra to your mortgage or to wipe out other low-rate debts. Okay, so let's recap. Whether you should invest your extra cash or use it to prepay debt depends on the type of debt you have. The following debts are the ones you should not pay early. You wanna pay them on schedule. So these are the debts with low interest rates, debts with potential tax deductions making them less expensive after taxes, such as mortgages, home equity loans, home equity lines of credit, and student loans, and debt that secures assets you believe will appreciate, such as a home or business loan. But when you have debt with double-digit interest rates, like credit cards or any high-rate loan, there's no denying that your best money move is paying them off early. If you're conflicted about a debt versus investing issue, you can always do both. For instance, you could invest half your extra money and use half to pay debts. And as I mentioned, once you're set for retirement, you know, you are regularly saving, you've got your emergency funds, you've got your insurance, you can use extra cash any way you like. You might use it to pay off your home, give gifts to family members, or make charitable donations. It's really up to you. So I hope these questions that we went through will help you prioritize your money. Again, they are, am I prepared for the unexpected? What are my potential risks? Am I investing enough for the future? And how should I tackle debt? Answering those questions will help you use your money as efficiently as possible. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin.
0: I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as
1: you. Tremfya (guselkumab) is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection 6 times a year after 2 starter doses at week 0 and 4.
0: Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremfya may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor